0: Welcome to the Pooh Crew.
1: All right, so how was your poops this week?
0: <laughs> My poops were fine. I I just had a little bit of tummy upsetty like an hour ago, um, but then I just squirted oh. out. A, I squirted out a little poop and I was fine.
1: I was. I got on this call and I was like, "Griffin looks a little bit grumpy. Is everything okay? Stomach problems?"
0: I I. Yeah, I also just kind of look like this. <laughs>
1: I feel like if this show were to ever really take off, and we were doing, like, in-person stuff. What super- are you talking about?
0: This is the most popular show on the planet. We are... We're, we're going on Fallon next week.
1: <laughs> Alright, let's play within your fiction, then. Uh, so, at our in-person appearances... Um... Uh, everyone thinks that I'm, uh, that they, they, they walk by and they go like, oh, something wrong with Griffin. They're like, David's real cheery. Now nah, I just kind of look generally cheery and Griffin just generally looks a little grumpy.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's just sort of what we look like. There are a lot of people. I remember you used to tell me that, that you thought that you looked like John Cusack, but like there's, there's too much happiness in your eyes for you to be John Cusack. <laughs>
1: Too much, maybe Joan Cusack. <laughs>
0: yeah, the,
1: the superior um, sibling. The superior Cusack.
0: Oh yeah. Um. Um. But I, that has nothing I've to been do. All right. That has nothing to do with poop. So how how are you been pooping? How you been pooping, David?
1: I think I've been all right. I've been uh pooping plenty, but they've been a little bit constipated. Which, but more normal than usual, I don't know. I'm just always worried when the poops look constipated.
0: What what, what I I don't know what a constipated poop looks like cuz I don't really get constipated a lot. So <laughs> could, could It looks like it looks
1: like a bunch of like little pebbles pushed together in the shape of a like a turd.
0: <laughs> oh. It just looks like the thing from the Fantastic Four a little bit yeah a little bit yeah I, I can't say i've ever had poops like that my poop is usually quite loose quite loose I, and, I, and 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 not and soft
1: i wish my poops were looser um i think we got a kind of a quicker episode this week because my topic i don't think is going to take us very long
0: yeah. But I think well, it we had fun. a quicker episode last week, too, because we didn't do a guest segment.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, today's topic is about rare things, expensive things, specifically collectibles. And even more specifically, we're going pretty much all cards here. Because I've been kind of dabbling in some card game research recently, and I just, I like really rare expensive things, looking at them and who and how I know about them. So I'm going to talk to Griffin. Uh, we're kind of going to do this in three parts. We got a little starter with something that Griffin knows a lot about. Then we're going to cover the big three, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Magic. And then we got a final little bonus round of something else Griffin knows about.
0: <laughs> something else Griffin knows? I don't know that many things, David.
1: Oh, Oh, we'll get to it, Griffin. Oh, we'll oh. get to it. So,
0: oh, no. as, a being, starter, uh, as, uh, as a little starter... I'm um, being bamboozled.
1: As a little starter, we're going to start with uh, baseball cards. I just want to ask Griffin, what is the most expensive and rarest baseball card?
0: Do, do you know the answer you know to this?
1: this? I, I know the answer. Well, I know the most expensive. I don't know if it's technically the rarest. I just assume both okay, of well, them are the same.
0: I, I assume so as well, and I assume it's the T206 Honus Wagner card from 19...
1: It is. Actually, there's been an update about that card. Did you know this?
0: Uh, how recent of an update?
1: August 16th of this year. It got sold again.
0: For how... Oh, oh, is it... Has it hit a new high in price?
1: 6.6 million.
0: Holy shit. So I remember that shit was like, like one or two million when I was a kid. So it has skyrocketed. Um, now, do you, I, do you know the reason I know, why that card is so rare?
1: I know a little bit of that story, but not the full story. So if you want to tell, uh, I mean, in it's, the audience, feel it's free. a
0: pretty, it's a pretty simple story. Basically, back in the day when they were first making baseball cards. The cards were branded and sponsored and made by cigarette companies. And Honus Wagner, who's a very famous ball player of the time, um, was very, very anti-tobacco. So they essentially printed these cards of him that he did not approve of because he was anti-smoking. And he either sued the card company or just, you know, used his his influence to basically say, you you have to stop printing cards of me on this. So the the few cards that did actually get printed, uh like over a hundred years ago now, that that is the most valuable baseball card ever. And it will probably always be the most valuable baseball card ever.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you know the um story about the one that's re that really circulates or that there was a guy who like Got one. I, I I wonder, is there just one?
0: No. Is there just one left? Okay. There's a few. There's, um, I don't know, I know. Like a, there's like a dozen or so. There's one, I've seen one in the Baseball Hall of Fame. They have one on display in the museum there. Um, I, know, I
1: don't know exactly the full details of this story, but I do know one guy got his hands on one and trimmed the edges to make oh. it fit. With more standard uh, baseball card dimensions. Weird. No, no, that's what it was. He trimmed the edges because the edges were slightly like beveled from handling, and he wanted it to look cleaner when selling it off again.
0: Okay, I just looked it up. There are known to be fifty cards in existence. Mm. Hmm. I'm honestly impressed. I'm honestly impressed that that many survived. Um, cause again, this was over a hundred years ago. I
1: think at the time of recording and one of the cards on here might have sold for a little bit more, but I didn't research it. Um, but at the time of recording, I believe this is the most expensive collectible card in history.
0: I believe you're correct um. about that.
1: There's one on here that does come very close and may have surpassed it because I just saw it in like a window on the side, but I don't know if it was clickbait.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it's... uh, Baseball cards are like the great-great-granddaddy of all collectible cards. And And this is a card from
1: literally a hundred years ago.
0: (laughs) It's a card literally a hundred years ago. The person who is on the card is mad that the card exists. Or was mad. He's dead this, now. But...
1: <laughs> this card has a long story. This card has um, a long story.
0: Don't smoke, kids. That's the real lesson here.
1: <laughs> um. So, that was the end of round one. Unless you have anything yeah. real quick about baseball you want to I mean,
0: say. I, not really. That, not really anything that's relevant to the current conversation. This is where my knowledge ends. Because I... I th- the next one is going to be some shit that I don't know about at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, this one, because you know less about it, I'm not actually going to ask you what the card is. I'll give you that answer after we go through well, it. Well, well what but is we it? Are, well, no, no, no. You'll you'll see how this is structured. Okay. We've got... Uh, the next section is... You, uh, we're tackling Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon and Magic. I want you to tell me... Which of those three franchises you think has the most expensive card? And what uh, the most expensive card in each of those franchises sold for? So what do you think the most expensive Pokemon card okay. sold for? What do you think the most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh card sold for? And what do you think the
0: most will expensive card Will I is? have an opportunity at the end to try and guess what the card was? Yeah, if you'd like. I can even okay. tell
1: you beforehand if you'd like. Pokemon at least prefer. I'm
0: Pokemon at least I might have a chance. Yu-Gi-Oh! I have no chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and Magic <laughs> I'll just listen, I can at least name Magic cards. I can't name any Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. cards. Um <laughs> I'm gonna say which one was the most expensive out of those Of those three? three franchises? Yeah. I think and spoilers for the audience, we did actually talk about this Last night before last we recorded,
2: yeah,
0: um, because Pokemon is the biggest franchise of all of these three by far. I mean, it's literally it's the, the biggest highest franchise grossing, in the world. Yeah, it's the biggest like media franchise in the world. Um, but that influence goes beyond just trading cards, and I don't know how big just the trading card aspect of Pokemon is. Um, mm-hmm. Yu Gi Oh. Is a little bit more niche, but from what I understand, Yu-Gi-Oh fans are insane. Can, can you confirm this, David? A little bit. I mean, I'm a, just a slight Yu-Gi-Oh fan, and I'm pretty crazy. But
1: <laughs> um fact uh, that the fact, that, the fact that you will,
0: the fact that you refer to yourself is only a slight Yu-Gi-Oh fan confirms my suspicions. <laughs> Um, Um, And then Magic is the oldest oldest of the the three. Yeah, it's been around the longest. And historical value, if it's like a really old card from the 80s, could play a strong factor here. I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess Magic. I'm going to say, I think Magic had the... I think it goes Magic... Yu Gi Oh! and then I think I actually think Pokemon might be at the bottom. Okay,
1: and what do you think those sold for? Like, you can give a ballpark. Okay, so like 100,000, 200,000. Knowing that. 1 million, whatever you think.
0: Yeah, well, nothing's
1: going above 6.6 mil.
0: Yeah, yeah, we sort of implied nothing's going even close to 6.6, probably. I'm gonna guess that the most valuable magic card. Sold for, I'm gonna say 1.2 million. I'm gonna say, okay. The most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh card sold for about one million, maybe just under one million. And I'm gonna say that the most expensive Pokemon card sold for, um, let's say 700k. Okay. Okay that's so, those are I don't know if those are conservative or liberal estimates. I'm just throwing out numbers here. Some of them are cons- some of them are conservative, some of them are liberal <laughs> All right. I probably got um, the order wrong too, so I mean, I really have nothing to go off of other than my own conceptions of what those games are.
1: Let's start with the card names, the most expensive um and I'll tell them to you in the order you listed them. The most okay. expensive uh, magic card Wait, is Wait, can black I guess Lotus. what it is? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, what do you... Well, you heard me say it, but... I heard you, you to... say
0: it already. I wanted to get... I wanted to just throw out some joke answer, at least. Oh, okay. Well, what do you think it is? <laughs> well, you've ruined the bit now, Dave. Fuck. I've, I've ruined I've, the Bob, bit. Bob, my headphones came out. <laughs>
2: I've i heard, heard the bit. I heard
0: the word black. I cut you off before I heard the second word. It sounds like... I Did you say Black Lotus? Yes. Okay. Well, I would not have known what that is. Um,
1: how Any much does is it sell is for?
0: It, is it a really old one? The Black Lotus card? So,
1: um... Here, I'm going to tell you all three cards, and then we're going to get into the order. Okay. And the Pokemon and one,
0: I actually... Want to try and guess Wait. for real. Okay, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. Try to um, give it a guess. Because I actually know Pokemon. Um, mm. I mean, it'd be too obvious to say Arceus, even though Arceus is technically the strongest Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it would have to be an old one. So, logic dictates... I'm going to say, I'm going to guess Mewtwo. I'm going to guess Mewtwo is the most expensive Pokemon card. Uh, that, I'd say there might be
1: an Ancient Mew, Ancient Mew might be worth a lot in the, uh, as an old card, but I can't remember The most expensive Pokemon card is the
0: Pikachu Illustrator card. Oh, it's some dumb Pikachu, ah, that's lame. And then
1: do you want to guess the Yu-Gi-Oh one or do you have no fucking clue where to start? I could with
0: not that? name a Yu-Gi-Oh card if my life depended on it.
1: <laughs> the most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh card is the uh t- the tournament black luster soldier. And I will now tell you the order and prices. Are you ready? Yeah. The lowest price is Magic Black Lotus.
0: Really? This
1: at about I was I was uh, really counting I've, on
0: the I was really counting on like old school nerds to just go so hard for the magic cards. I mean it does sell for
1: $166,000. Um
0: wow, I way overestimated it.
1: Uh it the What um, is the card? What does the, the card do? Okay, so the the card is the story behind it is that, okay, this is the only card on this list of three that is expensive because it was banned because it was too good.
0: Oh, it's it's an overpowered card.
1: Essentially, it costs nothing to play. It doesn't cost any mana to play, and you get three mana from it. And it just so essentially it's, it's, rockets you in into it's the just, lead. <laughs> it's just
0: free. Okay, so it's just free setup for every battle, basically.
1: Yeah, you can. I'm, tap I'm it trying free
0: to. Mana. I'm trying to draw upon my vague memories of what the rules of Magic: The Gathering are.
1: You don't have to worry about that for the rules for the other two, because uh, the other two have very specific reasons why they're so expensive. But the Magic yeah. card Black Lotus was just was printed. It was. A very good card printed in the first set that they realized broke the game, so they didn't really print it again that much. They printed so it, it is a like really so sets. it is a
0: really old card,
1: yeah, it was in the very first set um I okay. think which was nineteen ninety two and um the version that is the most expensive is the one from the first set. They reprinted it in the next two sets, and those aren't as expensive um it's just they don't print it anymore, um okay.
0: Yeah, I figured they realized yeah, that it was overpowered and probably just stopped producing it.
1: Mhm. The next highest up is the Pikachu Illustrator card at $220,000. <sighs> um, I I'm I'm so card... dis-
0: I'm so disappointed by that. I'm genuinely disappointed by that.
1: Like it was a card. Oh, it was a card awarded to uh, an illustration contest given to uh, participants in 1998. Um, do you like, have a picture winner, of the card? Like kit Uh yes, I can actually send you a picture of uh, the Black Lotus as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to see all.
0: I want see what all these look like.
1: The illustrator card was in a, a contest in 1998 in Japan, so it is in Japanese. Um.
0: I had a feeling it would be Here, some card that was, like, never released in America or something.
1: It was just an award card for only the people who entered that contest and won, so they only made, like, a couple. Um, did yeah, see, I,
0: I, I figured it would be one of those things of, like, it was only in Japan, and... I thought it would be lower because I didn't think Japanese people would spend as crazy amounts of money on pieces of cardboard nope. than Americans would. Nah. Nah. <laughs> um, wrong guess. Yeah, apparently. Apparently I'm dead wrong. I, I don't see a picture. Oh, I should have texted
1: it to you. It should have come through. Oh, you! T-
0: oh, oh! I All thought right, you well, were. I thought you were putting them on the Discord message.
1: Oh no! Sorry, sorry. Texted because uh, I found these on my phone because my computer's running a bit hot,
0: running stuff on the on the laptop. Okay, so so it was just a crazy contest that that yeah. created this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does the Pokemon, does the card have like much value in the game? As far as like, battle? I don't know what I don't know.
1: I don't actually know what it does. <laughs> or is um, it just...
0: Or is it just a really rare card? I think it's just
1: a very rare card. Uh, okay. Okay. So um, the card does nothing in the game, but it is considered the uh, rarest and most expensive card.
0: It's just a collectible.
1: The card reads, We clarify that your illustration is an excellent entry in the Pokemon card illustration contest, therefore we state that you are an official authorized Pokemon card illustrator and we admire your skills. Damn. Been. <laughs> is that the one you're most I do know that um shiny Charizards from the first set go for a lot, generally. They usually go for around I... fifty thousand each time
0: i i was actually worried that it was gonna be a charizard one um because i knew i did know i do know that charizard is a pretty rare card in general um if anyone doesn't know i have i have i have something of a personal vendetta against charizard (laughs) that i am Um, not going that i will not go into right now (laughs)
1: That's for, we should do an episode about our personal Pokemon vendettas, because I think we each have a couple.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, I don't want to, like, give too much away, but the next episode after this is going to be Pokemon-themed.
1: Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, um that it's means be, by process, it,
0: yeah, uh, I can't believe Yu-Gi-Oh is the highest. By
1: process of elimination, Yu-Gi-Oh is the highest. It is, it's the, by, uh, the And Black it's by cluster. a lot, too,
0: isn't it? Oh yeah, it's this Um, is like this is like a multi-million-dollar card or something, isn't it?
1: It's two million dollars. It uh, it goes for two million dollars. You know what? You want to know why?
0: The here I was thinking that they would be like somewhat close, all three of them. No, not at all. The
1: um. Black Luster Soldier Tournament Edition. There is one. It is. It was awarded to the first. Um. It was, I believe, awarded at the first like uh, Yu Gi Oh uh, official contest, and it is printed on a steel backing. There is one. It's legal to play if you want to but is it <laughs> so it was what
0: one. like a reward for somebody yes
1: for for the, for the person for who the woman, winner like the first
0: yeah that's wild mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why so it, how I mean does that same person who won it still own it
1: um that is the fascinating thing about this card um it has been sold but we don't actually have like official dealings for it, we only have assumed market place values of it at two million dollars.
0: Okay, that was going to be no my next question. Rev- how do we? How do we know it's two million dollars?
1: The assumed, um, based off like what information we have, the assumed selling price was two million. The assumed price for the next time it uh, changes hands, I believe, is ten million dollars.
0: So it could actually uh, pass the Honus Wagner card.
1: Yeah, especially seeing as how there's one. One singular. That's insane.
0: That's actually insane.
1: (laughs) Um, it's, it is crazy that Yu-Gi-Oh! takes the top spot above, like, the largest, um, media franchise in the world and the longest running, like, Trading card game, being Magic. I know. I think there's a game you can play with baseball, but it's never been like standardized. Anyways, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, not really. They're, those are mostly just collectibles. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it is insane that Yu Gi Oh takes the top spot. Anyways, it's absolutely, absolutely insane
0: app- that Yu Gi Oh takes. Wait, uh, are there are there Digimon cards? What's the what's the most there expensive are di- Digimon card, David? I can look it up, hold on. And and is it a Gundam? <laughs> I bet it's a Gundam.
1: Well, okay. Hold on. Alright, fine, whatever. Uh let's see. Well apparently the um I don't know if these are Digimon. Okay, hold on. These are more if, like. If this sends us on a big long tangent. We can just keep going. Well, the most expensive Digimon related card that I can find is Gal- uh, uh, Gomamon, uh, and he sold on eBay for 10000
0: Oh, okay, that's not that much.
1: Um, We will end. With one last little bonus round. Yeah, what is something this weird that's little bonus co- round? That you know a lot about? Is it Bionicle? Uh, or it is, in fact. We are going to be discussing the most expensive sold Bionicle mask in history. Uh,
0: Bionicle mask?
1: <laughs> I couldn't find a particular set, but what I found like, was like, records like of the most actual expensive... Piece? The piece, the piece itself, most expensive Bionicle uh, mask sold. Oh, that's... And I'm going to warn you, it is, it is along the lines of the, it is... It seems that there is a standard forming with along the lines of this rarity shit.
0: (laughs) Okay, um... I feel like it's not some, like, uber-powerful mask or anything. Um... I feel like it's, like, a rare coloring of an already-established mask. I think you are correct,
1: yes. I know less about this subject. I just have the information on it here in front
0: of me. I'm, I'm thinking. Is it... Is this, like, old Bionicle? Um... Or is it more, slightly more
1: recent? 2003. Bionicle? 2003.
0: Okay. Okay. 2003. Um... I'm gonna guess that it's some sort of weird recoloring of the Takanuva mask, the Toa of Light.
1: Well, you did get um, semi-close um the rarest and most valuable mask produced was a platinum and i don't know how to sp pronounce this word so i'm gonna spell it to you a v o h k i
0: i a o of ovaki ovaki yeah
1: a Platinum Avaki uh, mask released as a part of a Cartoon Network sweepstakes in 2003 to advertise the Mask of Light.
0: Is it? Is it the Mask of Light? Is it just a Platinum version of the Mask of Light?
1: I think it might be, yes. Um. It. Uh, it is estimated
0: value it is, right it now. Is, I, Do you I want- just looked up Kanohi Avaki. It is, in fact, the Mask of Light. I knew it would be the Mask of Light.
1: It, uh, do you want to take a guess at its estimated value? I I mean, can you give me some kind of ballpark figure? We are not going into the, we're not going into six digits. We're staying
0: in five digits. Or below. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, 69,000 because Nice. I mean, you're a bit off, but it's fine. It's
1: twenty nine thousand dollars is its estimated price. Wow! And it was what?
0: It was a promotional thing for the movie.
1: It was uh, the re- uh, it was a released as part of a Cartoon Network sweepstakes in two thousand three to advertise the Mask of Light. It, it, there's only one in two thousand fourteen. The current mask's current owner, Andre Hurley Hurley O'Hurley. A Utah-based collector who operates the Bionicle Archives page on Facebook bought the mask from a Lego reseller. Huh.
0: Interesting. Well, I mean, I I was at least right about what mask it would be. I didn't know it would be platinum, but that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's pretty
0: insane. (laughs) Yeah, especially because it's, about... it's it's just a Lego piece. It's just one single, It's it's just a Lego piece.
1: Oh shit! I wonder what the most the the most expensive Lego piece is.
0: I you know I wondered about that myself.
1: Oh, cop out.
0: Is it something dumb? What is it?
1: Well, it's just it. It's just like your sta- I think it's just a standard uh uh two by eight Lego brick made out of pure gold.
0: For how much? And it
1: takes like the affi- Let's see. No, I don't want. No, I don't want sets. I don't like I don't actual want gold. Sets. I think it's actual gold. Yes,
0: actual gold, and it's like it's not like third party or anything. It's Actual gold produced by Lego. It's got the Lego seal on it and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. Well, when I look it up on Google, it says that that's the most um rarest one, but uh it only lists it at about $10,000, which would put it much lower than
0: the huh. platinum mask. I wonder it if it might they're... be the platinum mask. it might be the platinum mask, the most powerful Lego piece of them all.
1: I mean they did only make one. it was for a sweepstakes in two thousand three, so like
0: I mean that is the easiest way to make something very valuable is if there's only one of it I think uh.
1: I think the reason that it's not coming up with that is cuz when I look up lego piece it doesn't it, maybe google search doesn't consider like bionicle like masks of
0: It's probably piece, only and it gives it's me probably the, the most expensive lego system piece so like the bricks and and all that jazz. Yeah.
1: Agreed. I think that's what like is
0: technic pieces. Mhm. Mhm. Uh uh-huh, Anyway,
1: uh-huh, we've talked uh-huh. about a lot of rare... We've talked about a lot of rare things out there, but you know what's
0: rarer than anything?
1: A good friend to do a podcast with, like you, Griffin.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> flattered. Thank you, David. All right, we need to fill time this week, David. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? This was a short yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this, this has been a short one up to this point. So let's bring in Sam to talk about automobile problems. Sam, take it away. Sam, yeah, we're uh, yeah. Sam, just talk to us.
2: All right. So I have a couple of things to talk about today. As a professional driver with a Class A CDL license, who drives the usual full-sized, fifty-two foot, seventy thousand pound trailer. I have to say, one of the most irritating things that I run into on a daily basis is an absolute incompetence on the road. People, especially in cars and other typical forms of transportation, are just absolutely inconsiderate. They do not care or think Or do anything to make our lives easier as truckers. We bring all of your shit where it needs to go, when it needs to get there, through fucking rain, snow, who gives a fuck. And y'all are still out there cutting us off, making parking a hell. Just literally everything, everything about it is so fucked up. Like simple highway driving, just the etiquette of not cutting us off. The the fact that you'll ride our asses when we literally have no way of seeing directly behind us. We can't see you back there. Riding our ass is going to do effectively nothing. And when we eventually are going to have to slam our brakes because another one of you assholes in front of us slammed your brakes, you're going to slam into us. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? We're bigger than you. We're louder than you. We're slower than you. Just think before you do. It's not that difficult. I know I know. before I started driving as a professional driver, I didn't give as much consideration to trucks, and I notice it a lot more now that I'm on the other end, but just like common decency, man. It's so absurd. For example, I deliver to a lot of outlet stores and sometimes to get into their loading zones, I have to back in from the street to get into the parking lots. And while I'm trying to back up in the middle of the street, there are cars zipping behind me, not just like off to the side where I'm not going to be going through, but literally between me and the driveway I'm trying to get into. And like, who the fuck do you think you are that you can squeeze in between me and that driveway? Like you're just playing the fucking odds. And one of these days you're going to lose out. And I guarantee you right now, the trailer will not lose you will lose. Like the fact that we've had to put specific safety regulated equipment on all of our trailers via the DOT because of you fucking idiots is absurd. Like, you ever notice those those bars on the back of a trailer? It's called a DOT bar. A nice bar hangs down below the, the rear axle of the uh the trailer? That was put there Because somebody wasn't paying attention and happened to just slide right under the trailer. Just open your eyes, be considerate, think about what you're doing, and, you know, drive like a decent human being. It's not that difficult. I know you can do it. So, yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
1: I can't drive. Can you drive? (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, in theory, but I do not have, I am not licensed to drive. Neither
1: am I. What a good pair to talk about this rant.
0: But you're, you're learning to drive, aren't you? Yes, I'm currently preparing to take, actually, you just
1: asked me what my plans are for the next couple days when I have off work. One of them is probably to go in and take the learner's permit test. Um, so, but, you know, it might be good that we have a truck driving friend so that we gain that appreciation for truck drivers right from the start.
0: <laughs> True. Cuz <laughs> cuz right th- he is right like people shit on truck drivers all the time on the road. Well, I mean
1: I feel like I've always had some kind of respect for them because growing up like like my dad and mom were always like, you know, like be worried if you're around them in the way that like they it's it you're you're essentially a bug on their windshield like they can
0: oh yeah no my my parents told me the same thing like don't (laughs) don't get too close to the big trucks Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that my mom drilled in when when she was teaching me how to drive Mm -hmm. um which i should say technically i should have gotten my license at this point but the people in charge of running the test fucked up (laughs) <laughs> um and i wasn't able to take the test before i moved back to chicago yeah so,
1: you should technically be l- so, able yeah. to drive at this point but you got fucked by the i mean by the system
0: i mean i mean listen i i have driven competently enough times that like that you know what incompetence is. i feel at the yeah, at the very least, I feel like I can look myself in the mirror and say, do I know how to drive a car? Yes.
1: <laughs> if there was an emergency and I had to take someone to the hospital, I could do it, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't cut off the truck on the road. <laughs> I wouldn't cut off anyone. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty cautious driver. I was actually glad that I learned to drive in Seattle and not here in Chicago.
1: Well, honestly, I'm when I the plan is that I'm going to take like a four day weekend someday soon. Right. After I get my permit, go home and then uh, spend that time at home learning to drive in Arlington rather than on the streets of Chicago.
0: You should you should check because those permits might only apply to the to the state you're in.
1: Um, I know my, according to my dad, Virginia's law, as long as you have a permit from another state, you're fine.
0: Okay. Um, I, cause I remember looking it up, but I'm not sure if like, if you have a permit from another state, you can technically drive here. Mm-hmm. I think Illinois is weird about it. Um, I could be wrong though.
1: I think, I think Virginia is, is more laxed on that. Um, I know Virginia's more laxed on some driving. I'm not about to sit on my podcast and talk about Virginia's driving laws. You know what I do want to talk about? No.
0: What do you want to talk about? Just
1: made me think of, uh, this discussion both made me think about trucks, how insane drivers are in Chicago, and about all the Transformers that are trucks.
0: <laughs> Way to bring it back around, David. Listen, I don't drive. No. <laughs>
1: You want me to talk? Yeah, you- I I know. You want me to bring in someone who knows about crazy Chicago drivers? I'll go in the other room and get Genevieve. <laughs> yeah, Genevieve well,
0: deals and I, with and crazy the most Chicago drivers every day. Because <laughs> and the most experience I have it is just from riding around in the car with Sam. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I should say I I don't think because before he was a truck driver, Sam drove for Uber oh shit um we should start calling and and go ahead Should start calling him what okay so
1: um should start calling him either sam prime or sam convoy
0: sam convoy i like sam convoy
1: because in transformers When you get the Matrix of Leadership...
0: It's okay, David, we know it's from Transformers. No, no, no,
1: when you get the Matrix of Leadership, um, which is the thing that lets you lead the Autobots, um, you... be
0: Yeah, it's the MacGuffin from the second
1: movie. Yeah, but in, like, the cartoon, you essentially, if you're a regular Transformer, you essentially become a truck, no matter what you are, if you get the Matrix of Leadership. Not even fucking joking, this guy... Uh, that I'm playing with Rodimus Prime. He's a sports car, and then he becomes a sports car with a trailer on him after he gets the Matrix of Leadership. Um, in the English oh, wow. in the English cartoon, you become your name plus Prime. In the Japanese cartoon, it's your name plus Convoy.
0: <laughs> I I feel like Sam Convoy. Sam <laughs> Convoy. Fits. He got
1: the Matrix of Leadership. He became a truck, and now his name is Sam Convoy.
0: <laughs> yeah um um i have nothing more to add to this no
1: listen we're not drivers
0: guys we're not drivers we're not we're not drivers and you know what sam knew that when he recorded this so <laughs> if he's got a problem with it man he brought this on himself
1: look at us trying to fill time in our shortest episode and we got nothing to say
0: I, w- yeah we're ju- we've been very irresponsible today if you take away
1: anything from this last segment if you have a friend that drives a truck you can call them prime or convoy have fun with that <laughs> oh.
0: yeah that's that's the most insightful thing you can you can give yeah' listen, in-
1: <laughs> insight is not the point of this show
0: <laughs> no if insight were the point of this show, there wouldn't be a show
1: <laughs> and on that note do you want to show shall we wrap it up
0: yeah i'm uh, let's i'm done <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody
1: uh you can find us you can find me at one kiddo take one on in, uh, instagram and also uh kiddo that's k-i-t-o-t-i-k
0: on tiktok you have a tiktok i got a TikTok. wow you can find me in none of those places because I'm I'm inept and don't use social media. Man,
1: I want to like start doing like YouTube and other things professionally, but it means I got to get real good at social media, and that's so scary. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> My sister's great at social media. I don't know where she gets it from.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, one day I'll learn. Yeah,
1: one day. Uh,
0: that being said, I. I mean, there's maybe a Twitter. There might be a Twitter account under under <laughs> the name uh, Poo Crew or, or Crew Poo or something. Um, so go go search for it. Just you go want look. To do. Just go look for it on Twitter, and uh, whatever you find, just uh, follow that.
1: Sounds good. All right, everybody. All right. Thank um, you for stopping by our bathroom. Our
0: bathroom. Yeah, i If you didn't know, we record every episode from our respective bathrooms.
1: Yes, yes, we are in, uh, that's why the audio sounds bad and for no other reason. (laughs) Our audio sounds all right. Um,
0: I I make it, I make it um, better in post. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. well, you got got anything else, Dave? Y'all have a wonderful day. Yeah, you guys have a Nope. Good... Do you No, I,
0: I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.